0: Good morning church. Hey, thank you for coming out this morning. Here it is the first day of 2017 and I know you're excited about that. Leaving uh, whatever has gone on last year in last year and we're looking forward to this year. Amen. God is going to do great and mighty things in you, I feel it, I know it, the Holy Spirit is at work in this place and in your life, and uh, we look forward to seeing the plan that God has laid out for us. So many times it's not our plan, uh, and so we lean on and trust in what God is going to do in our lives, knowing that He's got everything just the way it should be. And so we look forward to seeing what the Spirit will do, not only here at Crosspoint, uh, in this church family, but in your life personally, as you share that message of hope that is Jesus Christ to all those around you, in your neighborhood, at your workplace, with your family and friends. We want to say welcome to uh, guests that are here today. Thanks for joining us. Truly an honor you're here. And of course, our hope is if you're looking for a church home, oh, we'd love for you to be a part of our Crosspoint family right here, joining us and telling the story uh, using your gift set that God's blessed you with to say uh, there is a better way, and that is Jesus Christ, and he will bless you in more ways than you could possibly count, and we invite you to join us uh, in telling that story right here at Cross Point in multiple and different ways. Check out the bulletin for ways you can get plugged into ministry, and Jason's mentioned several of those opportunities that are coming up very soon. Uh, Some of those are mission trips, uh, ways to reach out into the community, or maybe just get involved uh, in the ministries that we have here for kids, for students, uh, for connect groups and Bible uh, study. We want you to get involved, get off the sideline, get into the story that God's creating in this place. Well, uh, as Bill mentioned as well, we've got a brand new theme this year, it's enough. Uh, It's the idea that God is enough. That Jesus Christ has done enough for you, and I've had enough of the enemy telling me a different story. How about you? Uh, I'm ready to lean into what God is going to do in my life from this point forward, and I hope that you'll join me uh, in that effort. Uh, As well, that was mentioned, as you walk out this door, there are two baskets on either side of that door, and uh, I'd ask that you pick up one of the blue wristbands uh, that say, God is enough. Uh, I invite you to wear that this year as a visual reminder as we lean into that idea that God is enough for each and every one of us. Uh, maybe you'll put it in uh, your bathroom, hang it on the mirror, maybe in your car, but put it somewhere where you can be reminded that God is enough for you. He's done enough through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you and I don't have to be perfect because Jesus Christ is our perfection. He's done everything that we need to be right uh, with God. And so I want you to lean in uh, to that story and be a part of that uh, in your own life. I also want to remind you that uh, a few days ago I had Cindy send out an email that invited you to join me in reading through the whole Bible uh, this year. There was an an app there, a link that you could tie into and pick one of those uh, plans if if that's uh, kind of the way you want to go. You may have a one-year Bible already, but I invite you that starts today uh, on the 1st. Wouldn't it be cool this time next year... Uh, if you could look back and say, I've read every single word in God's Holy Bible, in His Word, that would be a pretty amazing task. Uh, so put that on your to-do list, on one of your priorities to make happen uh, this year. You know, traditionally, most of us have set aside, we've kind of had some time to think about some resolutions, some New Year's Resolutions, some goals that we want to achieve, some things that we want to happen in our life. But the data tells us that by the end of January, about 80% of those will have fallen through the cracks and we won't finish out what we first started to do. And so today, I want you to join me as we take a look in Scripture. Luke chapter 2 will be there in just a moment. I hope you've got your Bibles and will turn with me there. We're going to look at one verse uh, that I think will help us prioritize our life as we move forward into 2017. You know, last week we talked about the birth of the Savior. It was one night, one day that changed the course of human history. Uh, Today we're going to take a look at one verse that uh, encapsulates uh, Jesus' life from age 12 uh, until 30. So 18 years of his life in one verse. You and I want to be like Jesus. We want to imitate him in every possible way. And so this verse is going to do just that for us. We'll be there uh, in just a little bit. We've got to lean into, though, what God wants us to do in our life. We've got to lean into uh, God's Word and see what that divine intervention, that plan for us that He has uh, for us. I love what the Proverbs says in chapter 29 and verse 18. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. that is the New Living Translation. I love the way that that's stated. It's so true, isn't it? If we don't tap into what God wants us to do, the life that he's called us to live, the life that we should be ignited about, uh, we tend to make some poor decisions, don't we? We need to lean into the decision-making, the plan that he's got for us and stick to those goals and purposes that we have uh, this point forward in our life. Now, you may have said, woke up this morning and think, you know, I really don't have any resolutions. I don't have anything on the plate, something I was thinking about doing. It's not too late. It's never too late. And we're going to talk about that type of life all month long. And so I hope you'll join us uh, this month in January as we kind of unpack the idea about that we have enough time to do what God has called us to do. We've got time to plug into that plan and lean into his own uh, understanding and what he wants us to do. For some of us, maybe we do have some resolutions, and for you, maybe it's the hope to lose some weight this year. Uh, several of us, that seems to be high on the list uh, that we'd like to get there. We want to get physically fit. We want to kind of have a routine. Uh, maybe we want to get debt-free and, and get rid of some of that uh, credit card debt or maybe student loans. could be any number of things where we're just living kind of a cleaner lifestyle, if you will. Well, I want to do some things this morning as we look at this text that will help you lean into some of those ideas that have been placed on your heart to accomplish this, uh, this year in 2017. It's a challenge for us to lean into the life that God's called us uh, to live. But let's take a look at our key verse this morning, Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. It says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and all people. There are four different things there that Jesus Christ accomplished in His life uh, that we know of in about 18 years of His life that nowhere else has really talked about. But we do know four things. That He grew in stature, He grew in wisdom, and He grew in favor with God and those that were around Him. And so we want to plug into that this morning as we take a look at that verse and what it should mean to each and every one uh, of us. If you want to make an impact on yourself and your life this year. If you want to impact those people who are around you for the good, if you want to lean into them and make a difference in what you're doing in life and what uh, others are looking to you to make in their life, then you and I need to make some resolution, if you will, to lean into the Word of God and to exercise the plan that God has for us uh, in our life. Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in stature, he grew in favor with God and with people. So the very first one that I want you to think about this morning is I want you to prayerfully develop an intellectual goal. I want you to think about some things that maybe God's placed on your heart, some things that that you need to be doing this year as we dig into our own life and where God's got us located. But sometimes the older we get, we, we tend to rely on the experiences that we've had in life. We tend to not think that we need to develop that intellect or learn more as you go along. We tend to lean on those degrees that are hanging on the wall or those life experiences that we may have had uh, along the way we tend to lean on the the idea that, man, I've been married for a long time. I don't need to go to a marriage class. I mean, heaven forbid I pour into and help people who have only been married for a year and tell them some things that maybe mistakes I've made or some great things that I've done. You know, I've I've raised kids. They've got kids of their own now. I, I don't need to, to be a part of that uh, segment of the population because I've already been there and done that. You know, the difference between a lifelong learner and a know-it-all is immense, isn't it? You know those folks in your own life. Uh, the lifelong learner, that's somebody who is leaning into and wants to take the most out of every day and learn something new. But that, uh, the person who thinks that they know something along the way, well, you and I have got those people in our lives too, don't we? <laughs> We all know those folks, and you can't teach them anything. They, they've got one up on every story that you've got to tell, right? You tell the story, and they've been there, done that, times 10. They, uh, they've got a story for how they raised kids or what their marriage has been like or where they've been around the world. Uh, those types of folks are a dime a dozen, but a lifelong learner. That's somebody who is really leaning into, no matter what their age, gleaning from every day what God wants to teach them in their life. They look for opportunities to grow, not only in knowledge and experience, but in their relationships they have in their life. They want to lean into those folks who are around them. Take a look at James chapter 1 and verse 5, this text. James, the half brother of Jesus, says, If you need wisdom, Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And James says, listen, if you want wisdom, if you want to discern your life and how you're called to lead that life, then simply ask God for that wisdom and he'll apply it to you. He'll give it to you freely for the asking. But you've got to humble yourself. I've got to humble myself and come before God in prayer and ask him to bless me with that wisdom. You see, God loves and welcomes a sincere heart that is truly looking for answers in life, for folks who truly want to help those and serve those around them, but are who are also humbling themselves before God and leading a life that lets him know, you are enough for me. You are all I need in my life. He wants to impart that better life to each and every one of us along the way. But sometimes we end up thinking that we, we know it all. We really don't need to get into the word of God. I've read that text a million times. It's not going to tell me anything new. I'm not sure that I need to go hang out with God's people on a Sunday morning because it's going to be the same old same old rehashed. And God says, listen, I want you to lean into me. Be that lifelong learner. Be someone who desires a relationship with me and longs for that, but also a relationship with other people. I think at the end of the day, some of those folks, if we were to peel back all the layers, the truth is they know and realize it's going to cost them something if they lean into that type of lifestyle. It's going to cost me a little bit of time. I'm going to have to sacrifice something that I really like in order to lean into the plan that God's got for me. It may cost me some money along the way. It may cost some different things in my life that I'm going to have to give up. If I truly want to be the person and run after what God has called me to live, the type of person God wants me to be. Jesus himself said in Luke chapter 14, beginning in verse 28, he said, Who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise you might complete only the foundation before running out of money and then everyone would laugh at you. It's kind of interesting that Jesus Use that uh, phrase there at the very end. But it's also the idea that every single day is a gift from God. And you and I should be leaning into that and discovering what he wants us to learn along the way. To not be satisfied with been there, done that attitude. But to say, God, what do you have for me today? I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to be further down the pike than I was last year. I want to be someone different. We all make goals that we want to reach in life. So what might be some good intellectual goals for us to talk about this morning? I've put together just a handful. This is not anywhere close, everything that could be listed. But maybe you're academically inclined. Maybe you're in school. Maybe you're in college. uh, And you think, man, this is the semester. I'm going to be on the dean's list. And I'll promise you that's mom and dad's hope as well. That's one of their goals. But maybe this is the semester for the 4.0. I, I want to really dig in and be the person that I'm supposed to be right now in this place and glean all that information I can for myself. Maybe this year is the year that you learn a foreign language. That's a really tough one to, to kind of bite off. But what if this year you really learn some fundamentals about Biblical Greek or Biblical Hebrew, so you could really dig into the Word of God and understand some nuances that the writers have left for us in our English language. Maybe you are going to make a decision this year to dig in and read a book a month that you're going to find some positive input into your life, some, some type of theology that, that's really going to just wash over you and let you know that spirit is alive in your life. And so this year, I'm going to read 10 or 12 books. That's my goal. I want to be that person who's digging in and discovering new things along the way. Maybe this is the year that you're going to read through the entire Bible, cover to cover. You've made that goal for years and you've dropped the ball a few times. It's okay. This year is going to be different. I'm going to be different. You and I have to set those priorities. Maybe it's every Monday morning I'm going to wake up and it's my goal every Monday morning to ask God for the wisdom for the week that he's going to give me, that maybe he'll put people in my life, voices that will help steer me in the right direction. Maybe I'll make sure that your voice, God, is coming to me through Scripture. I'm going to make that number one in my life. And so I want to discern what your will is for me in my life. Develop an intellectual goal. But also prayerfully, develop a physical goal in your life as well. This is the one thing that typically Americans do, whether you're part of a church group or not. We develop those physical goals. But look what Paul said to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Now, in this context, he's talking about sexuality, but the fundamental part of what he's saying goes across the board. Paul says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. If you've got your Bible with you, circle that if you would. Put an asterisk out beside that. You don't belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. God calls us to live out life holistically in every way. Not just knowing texts, Not just being a part of a ministry, but in life in general. Holistically pursuing God with all that you have. We are part of a nation that are extremists when it comes to body language, if I can use that word. We've got folks on one end who totally neglect their body, <laughs> and we've got folks on the other end who kind of worship their body. And I think God wants us to be somewhere in the middle there. We're not all going to be on the same dot, but we're going to be somewhere in the middle thinking and considering how God wants to use us in the world. We've got to set a, an active goal, if you will on being healthy, physically speaking. The comedian Simbad tells a story about he wanted to lose some weight as well, and so he joined Nutra System and uh, went to pick up his groceries for the week at the, the counter at this location. He got up there, and there was one box of groceries, and he said, where are my groceries for the week? And she said, they're right here in this box. He said, no, this is going to be a snack on the way home. <laughs> she said, oh, that's the beauty of Nutra System. See, if you get hungry, then you open a bag, this bag of chips, and you take out a chip and you eat it and it'll tide you over into the meal. He said, now think about what you just said. If I could open a bag of chips and eat one chip, I would need to be here. Because if that bag gets open, it's the whole thing's going, it's going to be a meal. Well, sometimes we've got to think through that process of how God wants us to live holistically in his story. You see, when we physically focus on who we are, then that teaches us discipline. It helps us focus and control some of the temptations that that might come our way. So maybe this is the year that that you join the YMCA. It's not a commercial for the YMCA, but some outfit like that. Maybe this is the year where you make a decision that you're going to get involved in a program like that. Maybe you'll join uh, Donna Stanky, one of our members in the bike club that they have, ride your bike all over town. Maybe you're going to get involved in a mission effort this summer. That alone, believe me, could help you lose some weight. Uh, You go on those those trips. Maybe this is the year where you set the timer and you're going to walk those 10,000 steps a day. Many of you have those devices that you wear that let you know when that happens. Maybe your goal is to lose 10 pounds before uh, March 1st. Maybe the goal is to not eat ice cream after 8 p.m. in the evening. That's one for me. Maybe it's fasting from television. You're going to use that time to actually get out and walk around the neighborhood or do something physical uh, with your life. Maybe it's walking three miles every other day of the week to be active. Maybe it's limiting yourself to two sodas a week, two cokes. Maybe it's making the decision, I'm only going to eat desserts on days that end in Y. Maybe. Could be. But think about physically what goals you can set for yourself to holistically pour into the plan that God has for you. This next one is probably the most important one, though. Prayerfully develop a spiritual goal for yourself. The Bible says that Jesus grew in favor with God the Father. You and I should long for that closeness with God the Father. We should want to be as close to him as we possibly can. Do you ever notice in the Gospels when Jesus is doing ministry, multiple times it talks about how he pulls away to a place of solitude, to a lonely place where he could talk with the Father a place where he could just be him and God talking about life and the plan that is unfolding in front of his very eyes. Do you think that if Jesus, the son of God, had to pull away for some quiet time with God that you and I might need to do that too? Yeah. You and I are far from the power that Jesus had, although he lives within us. We desperately need to make that a goal for us. And Jesus was incredible at those spiritual disciplines. He knew how to fast and when to. He knew how to pray. He knew how to teach and to preach and to serve those that were around him in community. No matter where he was, he never denied anyone coming into his presence and interacting on some level. You and I also need to have that forefront of our mind. How can God use me today to interact with the people that I come in touch with each and every day? Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, and he reminds them of the new people that they have become and what that means to them in their life. And in doing so, he writes to us right here at Crosspoint today, and Paul says, beginning in verse 21 of chapter 4, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth about that comes from him throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life this is which is corrupted by lust and deception instead let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes put on your new nature created to be like god truly righteous and holy Paul reminds us today that we are created anew in Christ Jesus, that we're different people because we have a risen Savior who rules over us, who loves us, who embraces us and wants the very best for us in life. But if we are going to embrace that type of life, church, then more than likely you and I are going to need to change some habits, aren't we? We're going to have to do some things a little differently in 2017 to welcome that that renewed life, that renewed mind, that different way of living that tells the world that we serve a risen Savior. Maybe in your own life this year, it's, it's time to change some friendships, some of those friendships that have been keeping you from really connecting to God in powerful ways. Maybe it's leaning into some friendships that you have that will help hold you more accountable in your life. Maybe it's as you do that physical goal and as you work out that you listen to podcast or scripture streaming or you listen to Christian music, something powerful and exciting that will pour into you and lift you up. Maybe this is the year, as Bill said, that you begin to tithe. Maybe this is the moment where you say, you know, the rubber, it's time to meet the road and it's time for me To be the person in every way that God's called me to be. Maybe you already tithe and you've had that raise last year and that percentage was never met out in what you were giving back to God. Maybe this is the year that you make that happen. Maybe this is the year where you read the Bible cover to cover. You take the time out of your day To lean into what God is telling you to discern what he's telling you in your own life. Maybe this is the summer that you go on that mission trip to Kenya or Honduras. Or you take time to go downtown Dallas and work with the homeless. Or you work right here in our own backyard with our homeless or the pregnancy center. Or multiple different ways that exist to reach out to the community in which we live. Maybe this is the year where you make a decision. You know, this is so powerful to be together as God's people. That I'm going to make it a point to be every Sunday sitting here with God's people, lifting his name on high and worshiping our God. Maybe this is the year that you say, you know what, it's time for me to start digging into the word of God a little more than I do on my own. It's time for me to join a connect group. It's time for me to get involved in real Bible study where I'm connecting with other people and we're talking about community and how we live this out in reality within each and every day. Maybe this is the year that you join the men's Bible study group that meets every Thursday night at Tim and Robin's house from 7 to 8. I'm oh, sorry, that was a plug. <laughs> but why wouldn't you want to be a part of that women's Bible study group on Monday night or Tuesday morning either? To, to be a part of community, to dig into the Word of God and to see what God wants for you in your life. Maybe this is the year where you ask God to empower you in mighty ways to share your faith. You've been scared about that. You've not done it before. But maybe this is the year that will be different for you because you've made a decision to lean into the spiritual goal that the Holy Spirit has placed on your heart. And finally, prayerfully develop a relational goal in your life. Our text said that Jesus grew in favor with everyone else. People liked to be around Jesus. He was fun. He was uplifting and encouraging. God calls us to be that kind of person in this very negative world. We should live life differently because we have so much to be thankful for, so much to be, to be blessed with, don't we? I mean, our lives should just ooze love and inclusion. We should want people to be a part of what we have in Christ Jesus. I mean, our Crosspoint mission statement has got both of these ideas, spiritual and relational, encompassed in it. Crosspoint's mission is to help people come into a relationship with God, connect with each other through the love of Jesus Christ, and become all we can through the Holy Spirit's guidance abbreviated, it's on this banner right over here on this wall all the time. Come, connect, become. That's what God wants us to do in our life. He he wants us to join him in the story that he's creating in the world. And so that relationship part can certainly come from being a part of a connect group, getting to know people in a very real way, more than just the commons talk out here around the coffee pot. But getting to know how people are raising kids and the the things that they're dealing with in life and how we can pray for one another and be a part of each other's life. Your presence, although you may think, well, it's really not for me, but you may be the one thing that someone else in the group desperately needs. You may be the encouragement that they've been waiting on for so long. Once a month, the men's ministry, we do this thing called Burger Night where we find a place around town and we all meet there and we have a hamburger together. I overheard... A gentleman say once who attended one of those well I can eat a burger at home it's not really about the hamburger (laughs) it really isn't it's about getting to know each other a little bit better hanging out together doing life together we're called to build relationship one with another I mean the New Testament is full of one another's is it not we should bear one another's burden We should mourn with one another. We should comfort one another. We should serve one another. We should confront one another. We should rejoice with one another, encourage one another. We should love one another. Each and every one of those is a verse out of the New Testament. We're called to be relational people in the body of Christ, to do this thing together, not alone. Your goals and your resolutions this year Have the ability to put you on a path of peace and contentment, knowing that God is enough. Knowing that Jesus Christ has done enough for you. I heard a phrase this week, I had to think about it a minute. And it goes like this What other people think about you is none of your business. I love that. You have to think about it a minute, don't you? Yeah, what other people think about me, I really don't care. Because I'm one with the Father. He loves me and I love him. And if the world is against me, I still have a greater army than anybody else because I'm connected to the Holy Spirit. I'm connected to God the Father. You can too. One way that the leadership here at Crosspoint wants to help you make some of these resolutions is this commitment card. You probably saw those when you walked in the door. Several of you may have picked one of these up. There's an example on the, uh, on the screen But there are five different things that we want you to think about connecting with. How do I fulfill my goal to be more spiritual, more relational, to be better with wisdom and in stature? And so if you kind of walk down, there's only five things here. You check whatever works for you, put it in the basket. Sign, put your phone number, and not your best friend's email, put your email. But what you're saying here, and no one's going to come knocking on your door if you don't achieve one of these. No one's going to come late at night and get you out of bed. No, that's not the way that works. What we want to do is we want you to sign at the bottom saying, yes, I'm going to commit to trying to be everything that God's called me to be. You can read through all five of those. You can also notice in the edge on the corner right over here are some icons. These icons match the icons in your bulletin. And so maybe you're wondering, how can I make that happen for me? Open the bulletin, find one of those icons, and okay, that's where I can serve. That's where I can love. That's where I can give. This is where I can be a part of worship. Over the next several weeks in the month of January, we're going to have that table up out there and before and after service, Kale will be out there to uh, answer any questions that you may have about the commitment card, to receive those commitment cards from you. But we want every man, woman, and teenager to sign one of those cards. It isn't a family effort, it's an individual effort. Because the onus ends up being on me, right? I'm the guy who needs to get in the word of God. I'm the guy who needs to have a prayer life. I'm the guy who needs to have a relationship with each and every one of you, if that's possible. This morning has really been a challenge for each and every one of us to think about the goals that you've got already maybe set up in your life and how they plug into the idea that God is enough for you that Jesus Christ has done enough for you. And I'm ready to live a life where God is the absolute supreme ruler of everything in my life because I want the blessing from the plan that he has for me, don't you? He is going to bless you immensely in 2017. The Holy Spirit will be with you every moment of the way. Will there be ups and downs? Absolutely. But I'll always have a smile on my face because I know that I serve a risen Savior. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Jesus Christ loved me enough and he loved you enough to die on the cross. He made a decision to sacrifice everything. Surely I can sacrifice a little of my time to be with him each and every day. Wow, that's the challenge this morning. My hope is that you will come with us, the leadership, sign that commitment card. Every shepherd, every staff member and all of our spouses will sign that card. We'll be right there in the basket with everybody else's. We want to have everything that God's promised us. And as children of God, you are heirs of everything that God has promised, just like his son, Jesus Christ. Well, I hope you've been encouraged this morning. I'm going to invite Steve and the praise team back to the stage at this time. And as we sing this final song, the song after the message rather, our shepherds and their wives will be gathered r- around the wall of this room. And maybe, here it is, the first day of 2017. You just want a blessing, a prayer over you and your family to kick things off right. You, you want to get off on the right foot. And so I want to encourage you as we sing this song, maybe you go find one of those couples and let them pray for you. Uh, Maybe there's a job on the horizon. Maybe there's a new child on the horizon. Maybe you've discovered Mr. or Mrs. Right and you want prayer for that. Whatever it may be, my hope is that you will not leave this room without making sure your relationship is right with Christ the King. Let's stand together and sing.